Hi friends, how you all doing? Welcome back. I am here to share with you the second part of Daniel. Friends, I have to be very honest with you. This was a very hard chapter for me to read. It is complex. It is hard to understand, but I'm going to try to do my best to explain it. So, first and foremost, what we have to know is that the second part of Daniel actually takes part before chapter 5. And so when I asked myself, well why would they structure it that way? Why why won't they just put that in the first part? And it really it really dawned on me. You know, I I was it it really kind of messed with my head for a little bit because it was the the, the second part of Daniel is confusing enough. Then, you know, I kind of was doing research and you know talking with friends and found out that well actually it 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 goes before chapter 5 and so i think i think it had to be structured this way because we needed to see god's love his sovereignty and understand god's character and personality we had to see god's grace his patience and kindness before we get to hear the truth of what's going to happen and what's really cool about th- this chapter is that even in the old testament god already knew in the old testament what was going to happen in today's world in the new testament daniel daniel in the second part actually foreshadows revelations and there's a couple other verses like in Luke and Psalms that it foreshadows and but but really in revelations and it is really mind-blowing to me and gives clarification that God is real God knows everything and God God was the same then as he is now and that's why it's really important to know the old testament and I'm very thankful that we don't have to live in the old testament we live in the new one and that's a that's a very good blessing because you know we don't have to go through all these steps to to get to heaven and to have eternal life we just have to go straight to Jesus and and understand and believe and know that he died on the cross for our sins and um and and to repent but uh um yeah the foreshadowing of the old testament and the new testament it's really important because the old the the old testament kind of kind of creates a foundation for us see we have to know our ancestors in order to understand i feel like the whole the, the bible as a whole the bible in itself and so um um for anyone who thinks that the old testament isn't important it is actually very important because it will help you build the foundation and it will help you get to know god his character his personality who he is and it will help you understand that god doesn't play favorites god is fair he is just he's kind and he's sovereign and that will help you start to build your foundation and will help you understand things in the new testament and understand things in your life a little bit better too so 
I'm going to explain chapter seven a little bit different than I did chap uh, or the first part of Daniel. So chapter seven all the way to chapter eleven basically talks about that Daniel has these visions, and these visions are brought to him by an angel that God sent. And we know that God is using Daniel because Daniel is, he is standing firm in his foundation and his belief. He's not going to waver Daniel and God knows that. So he's using Daniel to shed light and to warn the people of what is to come. And so the first dream he has is with the four beasts and he goes on these beasts um and i'm not going to go into detail because it's it's a lot of reading and i encourage you to go to chapter seven and read the very descriptive um um uh, visions that he's having of these four beasts and the ram and the goat and all that but i'm just gonna kind of skim skim through it and um and yeah and 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 you you take the time to to read it so he has um the first vision he has is about the four beasts so the four beasts um represent political political um kingdom so like greece rome and babylon and god gave daniel these prophecies now some of them did come true some of them have come true in his time um in daniel's time which is like hundreds of years ago and some have not come true because some will come true in revelations and that's what i was talking about going the back and forth that the old testament is foreshadowing some of the things in the new testament and it's inter inter interlinked and they're connected and that's why it's so important to read the old testament and to build your foundation um, to build your foundation with God's character and who he is and understanding the Old Testament and the New Testament. So he has these dreams and these kings are fighting amongst each other. Greece is doing that, Rome is doing this and Babylon is doing this. And they, these these kings remember is all about ego and power and and control and they think they're in control and and dictatorship and you're gonna i do this and you're gonna worship the idols you know it kind of feels like today we live in a world where we're falling apart we live in a world where um we took god out of this world we took god out of schools we took god out of politics um we, we we took out of it and so now we live in a world kind of much like dictatorship and control and um and i and 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 it's we're, we're just kind of losing it and so when i was reading it i'm like wow this really feels like we are living it right now as we speak and that's scary and so god is saying to daniel um um, that all these kings, this is what's going to happen. They're going to be in power, and 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 they're gonna. There's going to be some things that are going to happen, kind of like right now in the world that we're living in. The economy isn't good, and people. There's going to be wars, and there's going to be hate, and all this and all that. But in the end, in the end, I'm going to bring my son, the king, and he's going to world. He's going to rule the world. And so, actually, what he says is that. Um, 
and there and there before me was one like son of man so son of man means his son of man which means he came to earth like a man and in the new testament man he he lived his life on earth like human man and um coming with the clouds of heaven he approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence he was given authority glory and sovereign power all nations and people of every language worshiped him so right then and there we know that god is saying that this is what's going to happen at at some point god knew hey i i i need to send a gift to the world i really need to send my son and i really need to let let my people know that i created we can't go on like that i need to give you the biggest gift that i'm ever going to give you and that's my son and he's going to come to earth and he's going to live here on earth amongst you and the goal will be for you to believe in him for you to accept him into your heart because he's only going to be here for a period of time and then your own people are going to kill him are going to nail him to the cross and are going to put thorns in his head but 3 days later he's going to wake up and we and and this is what god was trying to say but of course with ego and power and pride they didn't they didn't listen And so that's when we get to know the story in the New Testament about Jesus when he does come and live like man on earth. So <clears throat> So the as this is going on there's lots of fighting and politics and all this stuff going on. So in chapter 9 in chapter 9 oh and I just wanted to um reference here um Sorry friends I just have to hear in the last part it says um thousands upon thousands attended him 10,000 times and 10,000 stood before him the court was seated and the books were opened that's that's really important thing because you'll hear that in the in in the new testament too the part where it says the books were opened that means god god is writing your name in the book So if you accept the gift of salvation your name is in that book but regardless of whatever your name is written in that book CG God has a book and um it's kind of like a big deal right like he writes your name in the book and if you accept Jesus in your heart and that he died for you on the cross and you accept the gift of salvation um then you kind of get get you kind of get a star beside your name and and when it says thousands and thousands stood before him and judged what that meant is when the time comes when your time is up here on the physical world you're going to stand before god and he's going to judge you and that is something that i teach my kids we don't have the right to judge we should never judge anyone because God has the only authority the right to judge because we're not any better than anyone else we are probably even bigger sinners than the next person beside us or the person that we are judging so our job is to be like Daniel and to be more Christ like and allow God's light to shine through us and let God do the judging 
So what that means is that when you pass away, when your time is up and God takes you home, you're going to stand before him and he's going to ask you, okay, well, how did you conduct yourself here in the physical world? So if that judgment day comes, if it would be here today right now, what would you think God would say to you? How, how, how did you live your life? How did you spend your time? How did you speak? So what areas in your life can you improve? Do you pray for the world? Do you pray just for yourself? Or do you pray for the politicians? How do you conduct yourself? Because that's what that word, that, that verse means. You will be judged. At the end of time, you will stand before God and your soul, your spirit will, will, will have, there will be consequences. Your spirit just doesn't float around. It either goes here or it goes there. And I want my spirit to be with Jesus. And I know for me to be in heaven, there are steps that I need to take. And one of those steps is the salvation, the gift of salvation. That is a very important step. It says, states clearly in the Bible, the Old Testament and in the New Testament. You have to accept the gift of salvation. So what that means is you have to know and accept and believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and that he's alive and that he woke up three days later and you got to ask him into your heart. And then you have to conduct yourself and have um, a Christian lifestyle, live a lifestyle that makes God happy that glorifies God and in return it will actually make you happy because we all want to be kind we all want to be loving and forgiving we want to have peace we want to have joy we want to do more good in the world we want to understand ourselves better all that is exactly how Jesus was and all that is how God wants us to be and that's everything in the Bible Proverbs will tell you how to live if you don't know how to live and you need guidance like I do I go to Proverbs that's why I love my Bible so much that's why I read the Bible so I can understand and remind myself hey You're not necessarily a nice person today. You haven't been a good person, so snap out of it and get connected with God because how you conduct yourself here in the physical world will also reflect on your um, inheritance of what you're going to get up there in heaven when you meet God face to face. And let me tell you, each one of us will do that. Okay, so... Chapter 9 is um, where Daniel placed, um, chapter 9 is where Daniel actually starts praying to God. He really prays to God. He is, he surrenders to God and he prays to God and he says, God, I really need your help. He, he, he prays for, he prays for the nation and asks God to forgive his sins. He was so open and in complete surrender to God. And that's what it means to be in a relationship with God, is to surrender and show God your true colors. And, and, and guess what? 
God knows them already, but he wants you to lean on him, seek him, love him, connect with him, surrender and talk and pray with him. No pride, no ego and and no blaming. And that's what Daniel did in chapter 9. Daniel could see what was going on with the nation. He, he could see it, but he knew that there was nothing he could do about it. Even though God gave him these visions, he knew like this is scary. This is going to happen. And he was frightening with these dreams and he didn't understand But so he knew the best thing he could do was to surrender and pray to God and say, God, forgive me for what I have done because this is real and this is going to come too. Like this is going to come to fruition. These prophecies are going to come true. So I really like that Daniel took ownership of the things that he was doing wrong and he didn't blame anyone else. He didn't blame the nation, didn't blame the politics, he didn't blame anyone. He just said, God, forgive me. He focused on himself and then he prayed for the nation. And he took ownership. And that's what we need to do. Take ownership of your doings and confess and ask for forgiveness. And that is what Daniel did in chapter 9. And that's amazing because that's where we're at. Like we can't control of what's going on in the world. We really can't. And there's so much that I would want to do. And I know that I know friends, there's much that you would want to do. But this is something that's our out of our control. And what we can do is pray pray and ask um, accept the gift of salvation and teach your children to play or pray excuse me go to church pray for the world pray for the nations pray for your neighbor that's all we we can do and that is a big movement in itself That is an invisible chain link that is connected to every single Christian, to every single person that prays. But we got to start somewhere and we cannot be afraid and not do it. See, Daniel was never afraid. Even in the first part, he's not afraid. Even in the second part, he's not afraid. I mean, he, he knows what's to come and he believes in God and he knows that God's word is true. And he was scared of those visions. And even in the second part in chapter 9, all he did was like he surrendered and prayed because he knew there's this is out of my control. There's nothing I can do. And the best thing is just to pray because that will be in a movement in itself. Okay, so I'm going to uh, skip to chapter 12, and that is the last chapter in Daniel, and that chapter is called The End Times. And again, that is also a foreshadowing um, to the Revelations, which is in the New Testament, and it's the last book of the Bible, and Revelations are very hard to read. I have started started to read it, but had to stop because I just it, it was just so in-depth and so powerful and intense. And, you know, it was really hard to, what do I take literally? What don't I take literally? So I'm like, you know what? I just got to take a break from Revelations and I will come back to it. But I think I'll understand Revelations a lot better now because of I understand the second part of Daniel, which is chapter 7 all the way to 12, a lot better. So <clears throat> what God is saying basically in chapter 12 is that this. There will be times of distress, it says. So the world is evil, and God knew that his people would suffer. I mean, his own son suffered on earth. And Daniel shows us how to handle and conduct ourselves. In this troubled world we are in. 
So, I think this is a very important verse or chapter <clears throat> to know because I love that God says, "Listen up, guys. You live in an evil, um, evil world, and really, truthfully." You know, thanks to our ancestors, Adam and Eve, and everyone else who came after them, because they kind of messed that up for us. You know, it, it, it was as simple as this. Don't take the apple. And they took the apple. And just like that, sin came into the world. And just like that, consequences were created. Boom, bang, done. And so... This is what God is saying. There will be evil in the world because everyone has free will to do what they want to do, believe what they want to believe, and there will be consequences for everything. That's something we teach our kids, right? So here's our father saying that to us. So God said, hey, and he also says that in the, in the New Testament, and we also know that in the New Testament and Old Testament, no one had it easy. It was hard for them. There was, you know, poverty and, 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 and stuff going on. So it wasn't, it wasn't easy. So it's not going to be easy for us. And there's going to be trouble times and evil times. And, but we, we ourselves, again, just have to know where do you stand? And what are we going to stand for? And are we going to be brave enough and confident enough to lean into God and, and, to, to do that verse um, in chapter 12 it says um, the second verse <clears throat> 2 and 4 I'm going to actually read this to you because it says multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awaken some to everlasting life others to shame and everlasting contempt those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, roll up the seal, the world, the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Um, then it goes on to saying, Then I, Daniel, looked and there before me stood two others one on this bank of the river and the other on the opposite bank and um so then one said to the other how long or one said how long will it be before this these astonishing things are going to fulfilled and the man in clothed linen said who was above the wa- who was above the waters for the river lifted his right hand and his left hand towards the heavens. And I heard him swear by him who lives forever, saying, It will be for time and times and a half time, whenever the power of the holy people has been finally broken, all the, these things will be completed. I heard, but I did not understand. So I asked my Lord, What will the outcome of all this be? And he replied, Go your way, Daniel. Because the words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, made spotless, and refined. But the wicked will continue to be wicked. 
None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. From the time that the daily sacrifices, the sacrifices embolished, like causes, it will set up, there will be 1,290 days. Blessed is the one who waits for and reaches the end of the 1,335 days. As for you, go your way till the end, you will rest, and then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your inheritance. I love that. And then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your inheritance. You will rise to see your inheritance. I just, sorry guys, I just love that so much. Okay. <coughs> okay, so basically what he's saying is, so those who seek God's kingdom will shine. Those who accept the gift of salvation will shine like a star and have eternity forever. What it means to roll up and seal meant kept meant when it said roll up and kept seal it just meant that that was meant to kept to to keep safe so we can go back and have something so we can go back and seek that that wisdom and that knowledge and fall on god's word and and build our build our foundation so Daniel asked God, what will the outcome of all of this be? And God replied, well, I, so I read that already. Um, and I left the part again where it says the inheritance. So I, I really love this. Do you know what your inheritance will be when God takes you home? What this means is that how you live or conduct yourself on earth will have a reflection on how you get judged in the internal life. Now this will be different for everyone. But this last thing he says to Daniel is very clear that it's a very big deal and very important to understand that your place on earth you're placed on earth because god gave you that gift that blessing and he wants you to live a life for his kingdom he wants you to love and enjoy life with the intent for eternity and everlasting life with him what does that look like well for me it means reading my bible i do this so i can understand god I do this so I can understand my father a lot better and gain some wisdom. And that's what he says. Some will gain the wisdom and some will not. So the Bible and, and, and so the Bible too, um, it, it, there's a, a, anything you want to read in the Bible, it's in there. From sex, marriage, drinking, lust, forgiveness, love, patience, you name it, it's in the Bible. For me, it's very important to know where will my soul go when God takes me home. And the Bible, especially in here, in this chapter that I was reading, and and, in Daniel, it clearly states in the Old Testament and in the New Testament where it's going to go. The Bible brings hope, peace, security. Going to church and surrounding myself with Christian friends and friends and community that that also really helps 
friends that I can talk to about God and, and bring me wisdom and knowledge of understanding the Bible a little bit better. Friends that say, hey, you know what you're doing is not very Christ-like and, and I can become humble and and understand that, you know, break my pride and my ego down because those are all things that God doesn't want to do, you know? I also make a conscious choice to represent Jesus. Now, I'm not always good at it. And honestly, some days it's right out sin. It's a shame. However, repent and ask for forgiveness and guidance helps. And that's important. Repent. I have to forgive every single day. For, ask for forgiveness, God, for what things that I've said or swore or got, or got mad or forgive people that made me mad. or You know, I have to forgive every single day. Because I know if I do that, that is the only way that I am allowing God to work through me. And that is what I want. That is what I want. That that's what it means when he says in when he says in chapter 12. <clears throat> from the sacrifices we have to make. We have to make sacrifices to to connect with him. And when when he says um, many will be purified, made spotless and refined and when it goes on you know, um, to say multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awaken, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those um, who will be wise will be will shine and some of them don't. Well, this is what all that means. That is like literally what it means. How are you going to conduct yourself? What are you going to do? Because it's not as easy as just, okay, I'm going to ask Jesus in my heart and I'm going to pray and I'm going to do this. And no, there is, there is a, there is a specific thing of, 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 of doing and representing and Christ and living, trying, trying to live a good Christian life. And that's what that means is you're going to seek king of wisdom or you're not. Either way, you have the choice of doing it. It's free will. But be wise about it. So whatever season you go through, do it as Daniel. It's not about being perfect. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as being a perfect Christian or even just a perfect human being. It's about knowing and believing that God is your friend. And the first and most important relationship you have to get right is knowing that you can talk to God anytime and he will heal you at a free cost. There is no prescription big enough for God it's free to go to God and say heal me get that relationship right I can guarantee you friends and I'm talking from personal experience if you get that relationship right everything else in your life will make sense a hundred percent he will forgive you and love you without wanting anything in return. 
but only for you to love him and connect with him. He will show you how to live, how to forgive and love. It's very clear that we are in a time of uproar about everything. There is so much violence, control, evil. Everyone wants to be heard to express their right and their opinion. But what about what God said? What about what He said? Have you stopped to think about that? At the end of the days, you will receive your inheritance. It's a pretty big deal for me. I know that I want to be with Him. And I also know in order to get there, I must live a certain lifestyle. And He is worthy to do so. And I am worthy to do so. Because He loves me. So much so that He placed me in my mother's womb to one day fill His kingdom. Work for His kingdom. Work for Him. Who are you working for? Yourself? Your ego? Your pride? Your reputation? Are you working for Him? And for your inheritance? I've watched, you know, the movie Miracles from Heaven, Interview with God, which is actually a very good movie. It's on Netflix. And is heaven for real. And I know I want my soul to be with him and all my friends and family. That's a very big deal, friends. You have to know that there is so much more to you than just a body. You look at what miracles God have, has done, the world that he created, the earth, the birds, the bees, like everything. A, a human being formed inside a mom's a mother's womb so delicate and so precise in everything do you think he would just make a body so when he takes you home there's nothing of course there's gonna be a soul a spirit it has to be that goes somewhere right it has to So friends, can we pray together? Let's pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you right now in full surrender and ask you, Jesus, to come in my heart. Come and live in my heart and be my friend. Forgive me for all of my sins. 
the way that I have been living, speaking. Forgive me for all of them, Jesus. I repent and ask for your great favor. I long to live a life that is fulfilling for your kingdom. I want to know you more. So show me how I can live out loving you, worshiping you, and representing you, God. I want to be free from all the stress, the worry, the guilt, the shame, the anger, everything. Everything that's come into my heart. Come into my heart, Jesus, and, and wash me clean with your blood. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe and know that you arose. I believe in it all, Lord. You are the king and the only king I want to follow. I want to seek your will. I love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for being my friend, my shelter, my provider. I will dwell in you forever. You are worthy of worshiping. You died on the cross for my sins. And what an amazing gift that is. I believe you are real. I love you. Come into my heart and forgive me for all my sins, Lord. Be my friend, I need you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Friends, I love you and appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. God loves you beyond measure. You are his masterpiece. Allow him now to work on you. Don't run away if this is unfamiliar for you. Instead, seek God. Ask God for help, for guidance. Once you have him, fully surrender to him. God loves you. He's seeking you. If you're going through a season and you're going through something in your life, God is seeking you all the time. But he wants you to make that choice, that free will, that choice to lean in. into your heart I promise if you do that and you surrender you will experience joy, peace even in seasons of darkness his light will shine and give you exactly what you need but you first have to fully surrender to him Jesus in your heart is the best gift that you can accept from him. The best gift you can give to yourself. And it's the most important gift that you will ever receive. 
because it's a gift that keeps on giving through all the seasons that you're going to live through. Even when he comes to take you home.